0: The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Diamondbacks front office focus with Wolf and Luke. All right, we got opening day coming up next week for the D backs, and their assistant GM, Amiel Sade, joins us right now on the Arizona Sports line. Uh, Amiel, thank you for the time. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, trying to stay uh, warm and uh, dry, but uh, other than that, doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, what's what's going on here with this uh, this <laughs> weather during spring training? It's very unusual. Um, the I, I want to start with the World Baseball Classic last night, just because I mean, obviously you're you're a baseball guy. That it felt like that really took off this year, and especially just the way that game ended last night was crazy.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the last <laughs> really the last couple nights have been. Um, great games. The Mexico Japan game was—I mean—that had you at the edge of your seat. And uh, and and last night, especially. I mean, I think hopefully a lot of eyes in Arizona were tuned on to see uh, Merrill. And um, you know, it was, I know that was the game he wanted to pitch, and probably not the outcome he he necessarily wanted. But it was fun to watch him out there, and you know, competing against the best in Japan. And um, the lineup itself was just—I I mean, it, it, I can't even imagine how. <laughs> some of the Japanese pitchers are, are are thinking as they're as they're trying to navigate through a star studded lineup, but it was a it was a great event for baseball and uh, and and I'm you know I'm proud of being a part of uh, Major League Baseball because that, that event was um, a lot of people were talking about it.
2: You know it's amazing Amiel it really is um because you are a scout. You are somebody that evaluates human beings and how they play the game of baseball. Having said that the, the spread of baseball all over the world right now, how much more difficult does that make your job um you know
1: it probably it's i I can imagine it being harder in soccer right where you're really going to every country we're I wish we could go to every country, but I think like it the the good thing is is most of you know, outside of Latin America, the big leagues in Korea and Japan, you know, even even to some degree in Mexico, I think like well, they're 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 not too difficult to scout necessarily. We get we get a lot of eyes on on um, players in those leagues. And, you know, especially in the MPB in Korea, we also get data on those players, too. So um it's It's more challenging logistically. I couldn't imagine how what it would be like if amateurs were available internationally, so if it was a worldwide draft, then you had to go scout high school players in in Koshien um, but you know it, just from pro leagues you know they're, they're, our guys do a great job of getting eyes on on players and spending time in the far east and you see the type of talent that's over there, and um, it's pretty impressive.
0: Talking to Amiel Sade, uh, D-back's assistant GM. Amiel, we, we got to talk to Mike Hazen about this uh, a little bit last week with the, the Corbin Carroll signing, but just in general, I mean, that's that's a guy who's tearing the cover off the ball in spring training. Uh, we all know his upside is, is, is through the roof. We maybe don't even know what the ceiling quite is yet, but he'd only played in 32 major league games. Is that something, maybe not those exact numbers, but with the young talent you have that you guys are comfortable doing again in the future with another player if you need to?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you have to – you evaluate each player and each contract differently. Um, and, you know, I think we're fortunate that uh, we have support of ownership and Derek and Ken behind us to, to make these decisions. And, you know, I think, Mike, um, obviously um, when we when we started this conversation uh, probably about three months ago, um, you know, we, we realized that Corbin was – Corbin was the right guy to kind of lead this off, and we have some – we have some other young, exciting players that are either in the pipeline or on the major league team, and hopefully, they'll you know some of that will follow. And I think that it also sends a message organizationally to um, not only to the young players, but to, to players that are here that, that um, we might want to keep when they get to the free agency. That you know we are committed to trying to build around certain players, and um, I think it's exciting, and it should be an exciting time for Diamondback fans.
2: What can you tell us Amiel about Carson Kelly and his condition right now and how do you feel about Gabriel Moreno of course
1: Yeah really unfortunate Carson was having a great spring and was in a great spot um obviously got hit with that ball fractured his ulna um it's a it's a it's a pretty sizable fracture and um you know probably down 6 to 8 weeks something like that um And it just depends on how he heals too. But yeah, it's, uh, um, I I think physically he's not, you know, he's probably not in a great spot right now. And mentally, I think obviously emotionally it's probably a a real bummer for him. Um, especially, uh, you know, the way he was playing in spring training, but Carson's pretty resilient he'll bounce back. He's great to have around. Um, even when he's hurt, he'll, he'll pop in and out of chase and, um, and I know I know it's probably wearing on him, but he's going to he's going to impact our team this year at some point when he comes back. And then, you know, fortunately with Moreno, you know, we've seen we've seen him in spring training and he's ready to catch at the big league level. And so um, we're, we're lucky to have a catcher of his caliber behind him. You know, he's a young catcher and there's going to be some growing pains along the way, but super athletic, um, contact oriented bat, has some strengths. Um, you know, is still learning our pitching staff. And that's where I think Carson would have really helped too, but um, it is what it is. It'll probably be a little bit more of a crash course for him, but um, he's a guy that, um, you know, has really impressed us in, in camp this year.
0: Talking to Amiel Sade, uh, Amiel, there's so much was made of Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll and Jake McCarthy. And those guys have all played now. We've seen uh, at least a sample of what they can do at the major league level. Uh, and Drew Jones in the outfield, too. I mean, he isn't there yet, but uh, having, you know, he's only 19 years old. But the next guy really up on the prospect list of of hitters that we haven't got to see yet is Jordan Lawler. And I know you guys, you know, he's not ready yet, but are there specific things you're looking for this season to see if he could make the jump later in the year?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, probably if you watch some of our spring training games, it's, a lot of it's consistency. Um, Jordan Jordan will be the first one to tell you a lot of that is, is the consistency on defense? Um, I think Tori put it put it great. He he referenced this as um, taking making a free throw, and when you get to the free throw line, just always doing the same thing over and over. You bounce it twice, you spin it, you throw it. Um, you know, I think Jordan gets a little inconsistent with you know his glove placement, his his footwork, and, and sometimes you see some of those balls sail on him, or or you know maybe, maybe um, you go to right to, to the right or left of the bag. Um, So there's a, there's a defensive component to it that I think is really important. And, you know, when you get up to the big leagues, the speed of the game is different than an A ball and double A. So he's going to get a lot of those reps in the minor leagues and that'll, that'll really help him. And I think, you know, as, as he continues to get stronger and, and, you know, get more at bats under his belt, he's, I think his, his bat is pretty close to major league ready, but it's always going to help them to see more pitching at the triple A level, double and triple A level where it's more advanced and they're, they're able to execute a little bit better than they would in a ball.
2: Defensively, do you expect this team to be a plus on
1: I do. I think this might be one of our best defensive teams. Um, it, you know, we, it, we haven't gotten to see it a lot, the full, the full lineup out there in spring training because of the WBC in different areas, but like, you know we see how good Alec is in center, and then you put Jake and Corbin around him, and I, I don't know how balls are going to drop. I really don't. <laughs> and then having getting a Med back and a Med and Perdomo at, back there, and look, I mean, I think one of the biggest revelations I've seen in spring training this year is Cattell, and Cattell looks like the 2018 version of infield Cattell. I mean, he made a play yesterday where he where he was shaded over. Um, More on the second, closer to second base, and he went to his left and um, did a pop up slide, slid and turned around and threw the ball to uh, to Nick. And you know those were those were the days, 18, when he was a Gold Glove caliber defender. And he looks better. He's he's moving really well. So I think we're going to get a really good version of Cattell at second base this year too.
0: Um, Amiel, yeah, as far as the rotation, I mean, it, it seems like at least on paper, those those top four spots are probably pretty set. Do you envision that fifth spot because you have so many young guys competing for it that that is going to be set, or is that maybe something that we're going to see rotate for a while, at least at the start of the year?
1: Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I think the 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 thing we have going for us is we have multiple options that we feel like we could could take that fifth spot and run with it, but. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say, depending on, you know, what the, what the matchups look like, depending on how somebody's performing. Um, I think, you know, we're going to, we have, we'll have a lot of really tough decisions, but good decisions to make. And, um, you know, w- we're fortunate to have guys like Dre and Tommy and, and Nelly and, and Fott and th- those guys are all, uh, major league ready or close to major league ready. And I think that's, um, you know, we'll see what happens Mid to end of April, you know, I, I don't know where we're going to be, but there there might be somebody else pitching that that wasn't there on April first. So, I
2: Amiel, mean, have you seen a lot of guys who weigh 160, 165 pounds generate the kind of velocity that Dre does?
1: Pedro Martinez. <laughs> I'm not comparing him to Pedro Martinez, right, right. but Pedro Martinez did.
2: You just don't see a lot of um, guys doing that, though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's you know what it is, and Pedro was like this too. It, they were so athletic, and they're so twitchy, and they're so loose, and um, and they're just they're they're just built differently. Lincecum's the same way. I mean, Lincecum was a, was a ridiculous athlete, mm-hmm. and these guys that um, Dre Dre has a lightning fast arm, and he's one of the best athletes, if not the best athlete in our camp, and um, that's a lot of it how he generates his his velocity. Well,
0: Amiel, we appreciate the time. Opening day is just over a week away, so thanks so much and good luck, all right?
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Amiel.